Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. This is our Digital Nomad Digest segment with myself and with Cami, my co-host. And today, this is a much-awaited episode for me. Today, we're going to be diving into one of Cami's areas of expertise, which is human design and how human design relates to travel and what the heck even is human design. I feel like in the last few years, but especially the last year, human design has become more mainstream and more talked about it. But be very intimidating and it looks very intimidating. I know when I typed in, I think it was during COVID, I typed in my answers and where I was born and all of that stuff. And it gave me a huge confusing chart. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And then I never looked at it again. And I also had questions and maybe Cami, you can address this around its credibility because I thought, you know, I see all of the other, I think that for me personally is very accurate. And for those around me, and that's very concrete. Whereas when I'm asked to enter my birth date and the time that I'm born, I was like, what is this shit? Like, this is the most scammy stuff ever. And I'm sure other people who've done human design have thought that. So Cami is going to take it away today. And I am going to be the student. Cami will teach you on the basics because there's so much that can go into it, but the basics of human design, maybe why it's not a scam and then how it can relate to yourself as a digital nomad. I love how you were like, and how to put words in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm learning all about it, and I actually use it with my coaching. And so I hope <laughs> no, but it's really something that I totally understand you on this because at the start I was also I'm a very spiritual person, but at the same time, like right when I saw this in the first time, I'm also very. Although I'm very spiritual, I'm very skeptical. Like I really like to understand things and and I don't like things that are really generalizing. You know, they generalize the population like, ah, you're a Taurus. So it means that you're all of this and like whatever else is about yourself and your personality is useless because it doesn't relate to sun sign or something like that. And I know that astrology is not only that, like I have friends who are astrology readers and they've talked much about that but I don't really like things that are overly generalizing people so when I went into human design which is basically a system that was channeled by a guy that's called Ra Uru and he like channeled this so that's why people say that it's a part science part spiritual system it's not completely based on science so it's a mix of astrology Iching, Kabbalah, Vedic philosophy, the chakra system. So that's why you see all of those energy centers, which are like the little, like the, basically like the centers that you have on your chart when you're seeing as well. So it's, it. so like before we start this episode, I want you, everyone to know that it is part science, part spiritualism. It's not completely based on science, you know? So, of course, take everything that is here with Uxalt or whatever, however you want to relate with that information. For me, specifically, the people in my life and also my clients, whenever I do their human design, it is quite accurate in the way that their energy works. So, basically, design is a way, it's a system that shows you 
how your energy works and how you're meant to use your energy in the world and how you're meant to make decisions. I feel like that's one of the most important things. And then, of course, there are other things in there that show a little bit about a little bit of your purpose in life, how you're meant to just put how you were designed to be and move and make decisions in this world. So this is something that I really love about it because it basically does the opposite of overly overly generalizing people. It makes a really good point in distinguishing people by their energy types, by their authority. You know, of course, some people, they will have the same energy types. They will have the same authority. They will have the same profiles, blah, 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 all of these components of what you we, we have in human design. But it boils it down to your unique way that you were designed. And I really, really like this because since I was a child specifically, I felt like there was this one day that one way that I had to live life. I had to wake up in the same time as everyone. I had to do this one exercise routine. I had to work in this one way, which is the nine to five. Then we're going to talk about that. And ultimately what human design says is that we're not meant, we're not all meant to do life in the same way. We're all meant to do life in our unique way. And if you hone into your design, you're that what your uniqueness is. So that is why I love human design so much. One of the other reasons why I'm so obsessed with it is because my obsessed with intuition, with helping people connect to their intuitions, develop and harness their intuitions. And there is a part of human design, which is the authority, which we'll go into. That is basically how your intuition works. And I really like this because I feel like, again, like in spirituality, you also have this overly generalization of how you're meant to connect your intuition. So you're meant to ask your intuition, yes and no questions. And then you're meant to receive an answer. And I remember that I tried this and it didn't work for me because not how my intuition works. So, And human design also explains that there are people who do really well with this type of intuition and there are other people that don't, you know? So I was trying to put myself in the mode of like, why am I not getting the yes or no answers? And it's because my intuition is not designed like that. So I feel like, it's basically a system that will give you a lot of a huge permission slip for you to be yourself and show up with your unique energy. So you can't just Google and find, you know, you really find that you really need an in-depth expl- explanation. So let's go into, I don't know, wh- where do we start with like the types and reading and all of the things? So the first thing that I would suggest for anyone who wants to follow this episode with us is maybe going to one of the websites that we can link on the show notes. I can give you two main websites for chart for me, the best ones to generate your chart. So as Nicole said, you need your place and date of birth and the exact timing if you can get like the most exact time by the that you were born and your place of birth as well and yeah and then you can just generate the chart and then you see that you receive what we call a body graph in human design which is basically a chart with all of this centers which which are the energy centers and they look like chakras so you know what chakras are they kind of follow the chakra system but not to a t and then 
you have it's quite confusing and quite like daunting when you see it for the first time because you have like this chakra things and then some of them are colored in some of them are not and have you and then you have like the little straws that connect all of them have the little numbers inside of each one of the centers and on the sides and you're like what the fuck is going on and but basically what we say in human design that it's like the holy trinity of it is the the energy the energy types the authority and the strategy so the energy types are we have the five main ones and they are defined they are divided between sacro and non-sacro so the sacro is you will know that you're a sacro or non-sacro type if you look at your chart and your energy center that is the um, above so it's not the bottom square on the top so, so that's your sacro <laughs> that's your sacro the the if that one is colored in you are a sacro type which means that you have constant access to energy which means that you're either a generator or a manifesting generator and if you are a non-sacro type your sacro so this energy center will be not colored in so will be white will be an open center which means that you are either a projector a reflector or a manifester just to summarize it so if you're looking at your chart you have the bottom square that is the root and then the top square so the second square from the sacral so that is if it's defined you are either a generator or manifesting generator if it's not defined which is mean that's not color either a projector or a reflector basically what that means is that either you have consistent access to energy or you don't have consistent access to energy and the way that the human design is set up is really really interesting it's almost like i don't know like a timeline of a beautiful process of how things should be done in a certain way we have the five types the first one is the manifester which is the type that initiates things it's the type that has the idea and it's meant to put out things in the world but it doesn't have consistent access to energy because the energy that it has comes in surges so if you are a manifester you have like this surge to initiate something you initiate it start it like if you're like a startup founder or something like that and then you your energy drops quote-unquote and you then kind of go back to this cocoon of observing and just yeah being in your energy because then you don't have the energy to continue doing things so that's the manifester then we go to the generators which have consistent access to energy and those are the types that are meant to do things so they have the energy to do like the nine to five job for example the manifestors they don't they're there, they start things, they have a lot of energy when they are in that surge of like, I should be initiating this, but then it goes away. And then it's time for the for the generators to keep going with that information and keep doing the work. Generators, they have consistent access to energy so they could work in how many hours they want. They could do a lot of things. They are normally people who bring a lot of joy and happiness and they are always, you know, like with that energy, they're always going. A joyful experience should be around them. When, yeah, they just like fill up the room with energy. So those are the generators. Then we have the manifesting generators, which is a hybrid, which is you. Yeah, so it's a hybrid between the manifestors and the generator. They are 
a really I really like manufacturing generators because they at the same time that they have the consistent access to energy that the generators do, so they have the energy to do all of the things that the things that they want to do. They also have the person like the personality trait, quote unquote, to initiate things as well. So manifesting generators, they can either initiate or continue. They initiate and they have the energy to do things. So if you, for example, you really do very well as a manifesting generator, like you started your own business and you have the consistent energy to keep running it and keep running it. One thing that's really beautiful about manifesting generators is that they really are multi-passionate people. So something that happens sometimes with them is that they will start something and that they won't finish quote-unquote finish it and then they will feel a lot of shame because of that because they keep starting projects and not wanting to finish if you are a manifesting generator you're supposed to follow that that joy you know like those little hints of joy and if you are not supposed to finish it like it's not supposed to be finished then after the manifesting generators we have the projectors which is myself projectors if we think about something that was initiated by manifestors and are being done by the generators and manifesting generators the projectors are like the ones that are have the bird's eye views and the holistic view of everything that's going on and being done by the generators and manifesting generators and whatever and they are the ones that are supposed to guide us they are the seers they are the ones that they don't have consistent access to energy but they are very efficient in the way that they use their energy so they are the people who see the things that are being done and they know exactly how to solve problems and they can see things in a way that people can't really see it so you're like you see someone doing something and you're like oh my god how does how doesn't this person see that if this person did a plus b it would be c like they don't have to be, do a plus a plus a plus a so it's a very efficient way of doing things it's very like operational in a sense of you know, I can organize things and processes are really easy for projectors. And the projectors, they, they are really good guides. They are really good coaches, really good consultants because they have they don't have the energy to act on the things, but they are really, really good at seeing specific things. And for projectors, it's really important for you to hone into your passion and the, the weird thing or the, like the quirky thing that you're obsessed with because that is the thing that kind of your soul designed you to see into so well and to explain it in another way or guide people in another way so yeah although it's a type that is that doesn't have consistent access to energy it's a type that that is not designed to because with the energy that we have which hours i don't know per day we are supposed to use it in a very efficient way and then finally we have the reflectors which are the rarest type of all of the five types in human design and they are the types that are like the entire chart of them is open so all of their energy centers are open they don't have one single one defined of course they don't have consistent access to energy and basically a reflector is meant to reflect the health of the community so it's this type of people who are kind of like really really big empaths and they mirror back to people exactly how 
they are feeling. So if they are in an environment that is really chaotic and toxic, they will get really ill. They'll get a lot of disease. They will not feel great. They will feel kind of like toxic and things like that. So it's really important for reflectors to put themselves in the right environment. So they are taking care of themselves. But it's really interesting because in the timeline that I just explained, so someone initiates something, then the generators, manifesting generators, they are working on the things that the manifestor initiated. The projector is kind of like seeing, overseeing all of the processes of how things are working. Then the reflector is there to reflect back onto whether this is working out or not, whether this is being something that is really supportive and nourishing to the community or not. So the reflector, they are also guides, I would say, in a way, because they are the ones that ultimately will show things that are hidden maybe in the community or in the project or something like that. So they are really, they are kind of like the compass of whether something is being really, is healthy or not, basically. Yeah, being a projector, I would say that it's quite a challenge. I don't know any reflector in my life. I know there are some like famous reflectors. Of course, like you can leave and everything, but yeah, you have all of your energy centers open. So that means that you have to just yeah be really wary of where you put your energy. And yeah, it's just really interesting with human design is that when you see all of the types, you actually see that the way that life has been designed so far is very much for generators and manifesting generators. And which funnily enough, I think that they together, they make, they amount like maybe 50% of the population or 60% because then like NT and then manifestors are, t- are ten- I don't know, like something like that. So I would say that maybe, yes, the majority of the population, they do have access to consistent energy, but then there is a huge part of the population that don't have consistent access to energy. And we're still doing life as if we're all the same people and as if we all had consistent access to energy, as if we all had to work a nine to five when really the majority of the types are are not supposed to be working in this way. In each type and maybe not so much the reflector, unless you you feel that you want to touch on that. But in each type, what are some ways that each type can work effectively? Because like because like you said, this kind of designed for those two main types, but we don't all work the same way. So what are some tips that you can give for each of the four or five types on how they can work best, whether it's in their business or maybe even like traveling and having to plan everything and do the coordinating. What are some tips you can give for each type? So one thing that I'll say that's really important that we haven't touched on is that, as I said in the beginning, that there's the holy trinity of human design, which is your energy type, which is what we just talked about, the five energy types. Then we have the strategy for each one of them. And then you have the authority. So we'll talk about authority in a minute, but now I want to focus on strategy because the strategy is always connected to, to the other, to the energy type. And the strategy is how you get things to flow better for you in a way, like how you get things to work in a easier and more fluid and more organic way. You know, like when you're in your life and you feel this resistance, like you're trying to get things to go your way and they just and it's not working and you're like what the fuck is going on you know so that feeling is normally means that you're not following your strategy and your you know energy type 
strategy is to inform. So manifestors, because they are kind of like the initiators of energy, in human design, they explain it as this repelling aura, because there are types that sometimes they are like really doing their things, like really in their world, in their energy, doing, 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 like having these crazy ideas and everything like that. And sometimes they're, they feel really misunderstood because their message isn't really for any, for everyone. But one thing that manifestors can end up doing is that they feel so misunderstood that they don't even want to share what they're doing. So their strategy is to inform so that they end up attracting the right people for their message, either to buy from them or something like that, or to help them as well. Because manifestors, they tend to kind of think that they have to do everything by themselves, but they're not, and they don't have the consistent energy to do that, to see the project through sometimes. So it's important that they inform and use the strategy to inform to get these people on board. So it's basically they inform to get people on board, either the people who are going to be your audience, who are going to be buying from you, or the people who are there to help you as well. That is the strategy for the manifestor. The strategy for the generators is to respond. So it's like the manifestor, for example, informs something to the generator, and then the generator check in with themselves if they, if they are really excited about it, and it's like a hell yes, or if it's a hell no, and they don't want to do it. The thing with generators is that because they have so much consistent access to energy, that they have it's really hard for them to have boundaries so it's hard for them to say no to something because they know that they can do it they know that they'll have the energy for it but you end up really depleting yourself not necessarily depleting yourself in energy but just commit over committing way too much and not being really true to yourself so you're not being true to your strategy of responding authentically if you're just responding yes to everything or no to everything and not listening to your authority of responding yes or no so it's really interesting like if you're a generator you can ask yourself questions for example so if you see a job opening for example you can kind of take that into your generator machine and see how your body responds. We are going to authority later, which is how your you make decisions. But yeah, as a generator, you have to respond to things in life. So it's not that much about initiating. Doesn't mean that you can't initiate something, but means that you're more responding to things. So for example, if you are on social media and someone starts asking you about, I don't know, like you're showing up for, for example, you, let's take you as, an example because a manifesting generator it's a hybrid between both your strategy is to inform visualize and also to respond so for example in your business you are for example, having a lot of people asking you about the paraguay thing on 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 youtube your strategy as a generator is to respond to that so then whatever you're going to create is coming more out of a response to something that people are asking rather than like this insight that you had in your mind as a manifester. That is for generators. In your case, however, as a manifesting generator, you have both. So it's for me, it's like the easiest type to be. I don't know if it is, but honestly, it's like you can start things, you can inform people, you can visualize and you have the consistent energy to do really jealous. But yeah, so 
basically the manifesting generator is a hybrid between both of those strategies. And then as a projector, our strategy is to wait to be invited. So projectors, we have a very penetrative aura. So when people are talking to projectors, it's like really going deeply into you because you feel really seen. Like people tend to feel really seen with projectors because we have like this very hyper-focused energy into you and I want to see you and I want to learn all of the things and, you know, guide you and whatever. However, and that is really, really positive, but when it's not invited, it feels icky. So it feels like unsolicited unsolicited advice. People fucking hate it. Believe me, I've been there trying to give people unsolicited advice. They really dislike it. And I, as a projector, you feel really bitter because you're like, oh my God, I could be helping this person. I have all of the answers for them. How are they not asking me? Like, just ask me. And then you go and you start dumping all of your information on them, but they really don't, they didn't ask for it. It's not going to land. So if you are a projector, just know that you're really wasting your energy. Like, it's better that you go and read something or, I don't know, go watch Netflix or whatever you want, rather than just trying to give people unsolicited advice if they're not inviting you to do that. And one thing about the waiting for an invitation is that it can feel it can feel quite passive. So there's another way that I really like the reframe, which is creating an opportunity for an invitation. So for example, if you go on my Instagram, I am showing all of the my coaching programs, my meditation circles, how can I how I can help you, my retreats, blah blah blah. So I'm giving you all of the options of how I can help you. And I'm showing you all of my potential. I have my podcast and things like that, but I'm not going to go and like code call people. I do like code, code outreach, you know, like just like dropping into people's DM. That feels so icky for a projector. If you're a projector, do not do this. People don't like it. You will, you won't like it. You won't feel nice about it. And it's way more about you recognizing yourself and re- recognizing your gift so you can then create the opportunity for you to be invited. Lastly, we have the, the reflectors, which is to wait for a lunar cycle which is on nowadays world kind of, you know, challenging to do that. So of course you're not going to wait a freaking lunar cycle, cycle, like 28 freaking days to like decide what you're going to eat or if you're going to go out with your friends or something like that. But the interesting thing about the waiting for a lunar cycle is that basically as a reflector, you have all of your centers open and within the lunar cycle. So within the 28 days position, it whatever date of the month it is the the moon is acting on each one of the energy centers that are open so within 28 days you will have experienced a lot of different emotions within each of the energy centers and that's why they say 28 days because it's getting to a more neutral or like clear space because you have experienced all of the cycles of the emotion in regards to this yeah so yes i just have so yeah so so going back to your question i feel like once you know your strategy i feel like when you are in the business world it's kind of or like corporate or like building something you know with business or even building or something like that I feel like using your strategy can be helpful in that but as a projector of of course like it's not always that it looks like that but in general the places that I've been to in the past two or three years traveling I've been invited or 
I'll say that I've been hinted about going there. So either, some, for example, when I left Brazil, my friend invited me to stay with her in Portugal. And that's how I knew because I already had the intuition that I should go. But then I knew that I shouldn't act on anything, not because I knew that I was a projector or something, because at that time I really wasn't that big into human design. But as soon as she invited me, I felt like, ah, this is this is it. I should be going. When I went to Greece, no one invited me. It was more of like a excitement. And I also have this idea in my head that my ancestors invited me because then when I came to Paris, for example, it was kind of an invitation. Of insight. And I'm curious in you saying all of this, can you your type or relate more with a different type or is it just like no you're born in this day and this time and that's what you're stuck with no you can't i sometimes relate a lot with manifesting generators the energy of like starting things and not sheen and things like that and having like a lot of passions and just loving different things and whatever i think that it's also like when you learn your human design you end up learning as well if you have a center that is open or closed that will influence your life in a different way in a specific way if you get if you have like the little numbers that are in your in your in your energy centers if they are painted or not painted that mean that will mean other things as well those are your gifts so if you have like the channel that is painted which are the little straws that will thing as well the arrows that are on top of your human design like they talk to digestion they talk about if you are a more structured or not person, if you like, like the environment that you best thrive on, like there's so many layers to your design, like your human design. Basically, we say that the Holy Trinity is this one because once you start living by your energy type, your strategy and your authority, which we can go into in a little bit, you start living by your design and all of the other things, they kind of fall into place. So you kind of end up, living more in alignment with it and with how your energy and how you were designed to into this world all of the other things they just start happening at the same time so you end up like being in the environments that you were designed to more strive on you end up eating and digesting information in the way that you were designed to so all of those things, they kind of fall into place once you start living by those three things. But of course, there are so many other layers to human design. The way that I like to see it, because sometimes, you know, I can get really bitter, like the not self, which is like the opposite of live. If I'm not living in alignment with being a person, there are like, which are the not self things, but whatever, more specific. I sometimes get really bitter, you know, when I see like, oh, I wish I was a generator or a manifesting generator because I could have consistent energy to things and things like that but the way that i like to think about it is my soul and i think that that is really where you can kind of hone into what your beliefs are of the universe and things like that but i believe that my soul chose the exact date the exact time the exact family that it wanted me to be born in for me to be able to complete my mission or my purpose in the world you know i don't think anything was by mistake or by like badly designed or something i think that everyone was designed in the perfect way the perfect conditions for it it was like a platform for you to be able to develop yourself into what whoever you are meant to be developed in and develop the things that you are and that you want and to have the the unique impact that you are supposed to have in the world and 
I would rather look at my design and understand how to harness it and how to harness it to the fullest potential of it instead of looking at it as, ah, I could be more of this. I could have this energy close. I could have more of this energy. I could have more of these gifts. I could have more of this profile and whatever. So it's all about you looking at it and cherishing and learning how to use it to the best of your potential and ability instead of being like, ah, I'm a reflector. I guess I'm fucked because I have all of my energy open. Yeah, but at the same time, you have the potential to amplify everything. You have the potential to experience all of the humans in the world like you can be such a huge empath like can you imagine a leader in a reflector space it's someone that really 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 can empathize with so much of what is the human experience someone who really can understand people in a deep level because it has all of the energy so i think it's more about looking at it in an empowering way of how I can make my best with this rather than like being bitter over it. Totally. And I think, I feel like that's a totally normal feeling too, to be somewhat envious of the other types and like, oh, I wish I had this and this and like, you can curate your perfect type, but like nothing in life is that way. So you just got to work with what you have. So, okay. Now my next question might go into, I know you were going to touch on, was that the word that you use? But I'm curious. So this might be part of that, but in the body graph, what are some like there's I'm looking at mine like there's there's a lot happening here so don't explain everything but like what are some of the other key points when visually looking at it that is important to know to get to know your type more I feel like authority is one of the most important things and it's my favorite obsession like as a projector the thing that I love most in the world I don't know why is intuition like I love talking about it. I love researching it I love just everything about it just I think really because throughout my life I was put into so many modes things and kind of outsourcing my authority outsourcing my power and my sovereignty to other people that nowadays I'm so obsessed with helping people get that sovereignty back and get that power back of like I don't know what's best for you like I really don't I really don't who who knows what's best for you is you so learn how to use your authority and your intuition to make this decision so basically with intuition we have the main ones which is the sacral which is only the 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 types that have the sacral defined can be sacral so we have the sacral authority the emotional authority are the main ones and then we have the authority of reflectors is the same as their strategy so it's the waiting it's the lunar 28 days lunar authority so the three most common authorities is the sacral emotional and splenic authority and the four less common is soundboard ego self-projector and lunar cycle authority so i'm going to talk about the three most common ones so for authority we have the three common ones that are sacral emotional and splenic and then the four less common one which is soundboard ego self-projected and lunar cycle i think we're going to go through the three main ones ones for this episode so basically for the first one we have the sacral authority which is kind of like a really gut response feeling to it so it responds better to yes or no questions so instead of asking your intuition your authority like 
do you want cheeseburgers or pizza? You can ask, do you want cheeseburgers? Yes or no. Do you want pizza? Yes or no. So it's the type that hears more quite like bodily this excitement in your body or you can feel like this contraction or yeah, you can, you have to really follow it. And for sacral authorities, you are either a generator or a manifesting generator, which your strategy is to respond. So when we go, go back to the responding thing, using your sacral authority is really important. So when you see something when you see someone saying, like, for example, ah, can you create a course of blah, 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 you know, it's your job to respond according to your authority in that. So if it's not exciting to you or if it's a maybe, it's a no. Like normally a maybe for a sacral being is a sacral authority person because oh, rather like whether on the other hand if it's a hell yes you know it's like this excitement then it's your gut feeling saying yes so it's really about honoring that excitement that joy that you get and yeah you can just use it in your daily life to ask yes or no questions so do you want to exercise today yes or no do you want to apply for this job yes you know like create this course yes or no do you want to travel to portugal yes or no so i think that yeah like i really like the sacred authority because i feel like it's very straightforward because it's very you know responsive quote-unquote so yeah, so this is the first one, and it's only applied for the people who have defines. The second one is the emotional authority, which is my authority. And it's something that I've been learning how to use it for the past year or so, maybe like year and a half. And it's really, really a cool authority. It's a cool intuition, but it's not really on the moment that you have the answer. So it's a very... because. So we are not meant to make decisions. So one thing that the human design says that I think it's really cool is that we're not meant to make mind. And that defies a lot of common knowledge and what a, a lot of what people tell us that we're meant to do and how we're meant to do this, to, to make decisions. So the mind is in human design, the mind is meant to process ideas and kind of like make things happen, you know, through the mind. But then you're really meant to make decisions with your authority so it's either the sacral so it's like a good response the emotional is you're meant to make decisions with your emotion and just by saying that it looks we it sounds weird like ah you know like you shouldn't be able you shouldn't be making decisions with your emotions but it's it's really about if you're emo, an emotional authority person it's about riding the wave instead of making decisions either like on the extreme euphoric moment of it or, or the extreme depression of it so if you're an emotional authority you have access to so many corners of emotions all day around so sometimes you might wake up and you find yourself feeling like really depressed like radio depressed depression and you're like i don't know what's happening like yesterday i was so happy what the and instead of judging it you're just ride the wave of it like just ride the depression wave just ride whatever wave of emotion you are tuned in into that moment because that is supposed to help you make other decisions have other insights um, have other ideas or just give you the 
rest or the the exact medicine that you need in that moment right now if someone asks me if i want to do so today is like wednesday and someone's like ah Camille, do you want to do something on friday instead of saying yes right away or no right away what an emotional person should do is they should wait tw- at least 24 hours to make like bigger decisions and tune in to their emotions until they feel like they roll, they were riding all of the waves, all of the corners of the wave, until they reach kind of this more neutral point, and then they make the, the decision from this neutrality, kind of, quote-unquote. So it's all about giving your emotions space for them to just, like, run around and do all of their things until you reach a place of clarity and you're like, oh, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And it's really interesting being emotional authority. Maybe someone invites you to go out or something i think we talked about this because i think eddie is emotional authority i think maybe yeah and then like someone invites him to go somewhere and he's like yes i'm super excited and then the day comes and he was like oh my god no please no please no please no and that's like very emotional authority you're like so right like so much so many extremes of the emotion so that's something that i found that whenever I make decisions with my emotional authority, things, they just flow so much better. Like even for food, I really like feel into my body, whether I want to eat something or not, or I want to work out or not, or if I want to travel or not. Like I have this really funny story actually. So my friend and I, we are traveling to Spain together for a week or something. And we had to book a ticket and I I just knew it at the time. We had to book a ticket and we were between paying like 80 euros to get an early air and come back home like, I don't know, 20 hours earlier or pay like 140, like something like double the price or something like that for another ticket that was 20 hours later and like in a way better time. And we kind of like had to make the decision on the spot, but I'm an emotional authority. I knew right there where I, when I was doing it, I was like, fuck I really need to like feel this through like I can't be making this decision right now I know that either decision that I'll take I'll regret and I was like but we really needed to make it like really really quick the decision and then we did make the decision we did take the the one that was cheaper and we were talking about it today and I regret it so much as soon as we bought the ticket like 10 minutes later I was like I already regret this decision. Can we get a refund from Ryanair or something? So I knew it. I was still, I still went against it, but yeah, whatever. Like it's just Ryanair. And I, so I, I would say that if you have like an, an emotional authority and you have to make a decision about whether you want to take a job or you want to apply for a job even, or you want to go somewhere and travel, I, what I like to do is that I have, I like to like leave all of the tabs open in my computer then I leave them simmering there. Then I give them like one day and then I open the tab again and I'm like, mm, I don't really want to go to this place or like, I don't want to really like, I don't know, apply for this job or something like that. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Just leave them simmering there. Like just the imagery. <laughs> for me, it's so funny because like we're kind of opposite. Of course, there are some things where I'm like, okay, like right, actually right now I'm thinking about purchasing um this like membership and I just found out about it a few hours ago because I was watching the the live video and I was like, okay, I'm going to think about this for a bit. And when we were starting the call and you got talking, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to buy it. Like after this call, I think I'm going to buy it. Like I like to simmer, but my simmering process ends up being like an hour. <laughs> 
Yeah, because, well, you can just ask your, like, your gut, you know, like, should I buy this? Yes or no? And then, like, normally you feel either, like, really excited about it or not. I used to just say yes to everything. And then I heard somebody say mm. a quote once, and it was years back. And the quote was, like, something along the lines of what you basically just said, which is wild. And they said, if if you're not sure or if you're on the fence about something, and it's, like, a week away, Think about if it was tonight, would you want to do it? And then that's your answer if you want to do it or not. And so now I try to be very intentional because when I say yes to something, like it's a yes. But if it's not like a yes, I will be there. I'm committing my time and it's in my calendar, then it's a no. As like a sacred authority, because especially when you said it's fun, this word like fun, joy and things like that, that is key for generators and sacral generators, manifesting generators and sacral authority people, because it is about following the joy. It is about following the fun, like, oh, my God, I'm having so much fun here. And, 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 and again, this is like so contradictory, contradictory to what society tells us that we should do, because we should suffer, quote unquote, we should do the nine to five, quote unquote, you shouldn't be having joy in your workday or something like that. So it's really contradict or you shouldn't be following your emotions to make decisions but human design tells us the opposite and then really when you start living by your design and trying this you feel like your life just flows so much easier and you feel so much more authentic and true to yourself and you start making the decisions that really really matter to you instead of just making the decisions that i don't know like sales wants you to do. however i'll say that I wouldn't be able to live by that quote necessarily or like Eddie wouldn't be able to live by that quote necessarily because as emotional, like we feel something really, really extreme about one idea. And then the other day we're kind of like, eh? and then the other day we're like really, really excited about it again. And then the other day we're kind of like forgetting all about it and like thinking about the other idea, you know? So I think it's really important. That's why I really love human design again, because it's not overly generalizing. It's really honing into your uniqueness and your unique way of seeing, of hearing intuition. There are so many times that I felt wrong, quote unquote, about not being able to hear the yes or no. But I learned that my intuition talks to me with through emotions. So I learned how to tune into my intuition and to make decisions from my intuition about tuning into my emotions and my feelings and the sensational aspect of it. And that's how I harness it so like I use it so well because I learned how to use it and thank god that I'm not here telling everyone that they should be using it in this way because they're not so I'm looking at their charts and then guiding them in how to use their yeah I really 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 like like I thought like my biggest I don't know I'm just like obsessed with it so the last most common authority is the splenic one which is so in the energy centers that we have there is the like a triangle on the left if that's defined it means it can mean that you're a, a splenic authority and that means that is like the spleen is a very instinctive authority so it's the opposite of the emotional in the sense that for the emotional authority the truth is not in the now because the emotional have to ride they have to ride the waves they have to give space for their emotions to kind of like process all of the corners of it to make a decision however for the splenic the truth is in the now so it's a very kind of like intuitive and quiet voice so you are designed to make decisions in the moment you kind of like receive this very instinctive and kind of like 
kind of like animal, quote unquote, like animal instinct. And it's a voice that speaks really quietly, but it speaks really affirmatively. And it's kind of like the first instinct that you receive. Splenic, if you're if you have splenic authority, you shouldn't think too much about things, you know? It's like normally the first intuition, the first intuitive hint that you receive is the one that you should follow. And it's sometimes you have to be really quiet and kind of being the correct environment to receive that intuition with more but yeah it's not something that will like repeat itself so much or that you're gonna for example with the sacred authority that you can ask your intuition like yes or no questions and you'll get them or the emotional that you're kind of like tuning into the emotion it's very like instinctive it's like it's this it's that like you look in a menu you already know if you try to go for the if you try to overly think about what you want to order and you go to the like 10th thing that you thought it's probably not going to be the right one like it was the first one it was the first country it was the first I don't know, startup idea or something like that. So yeah, that's very splenic authority. And then the other ones, they are kind of nuanced. This is really interesting. Lots of information. And it's so interesting because obviously you could continue to dive in for hours on getting specific on one person's chart. So I think if you're interested in this conversation, if you're interested in that, then definitely reach out to Cami. All of her links are below. But what is one point that you want to touch on about human design or the different types or anything like that get away from this episode with the sensation of experimenting like a little human design scientist you know so now that you did get a little bit of insight into your energy type into your strategy and into your authority try making small decisions or big decisions if you're really bold and you really want to experiment like really really big through in this way because there is this one thing in human design that i really like as well that they talk a lot about deconditioning which is basically you stripping away so many of the conditioning or the shoulds in the mind that we get through society of the ways that you should be living that you should be showing up that you should be working that in human design you kind of have to overcome so you can show up as your energy type as your authentic self honestly that's why i like human design so much and for me as a projector one of the things that is one of the biggest shames that i have quote unquote we talked about is that you know i don't have consistent access to energy since i was young like very very young i used to be so tired i used to need more sleep I, like i've always always been the person that sleep more in my in my family, I, I can sleep like for 10 tired, can burn out quite quickly. If I don't give myself periods of rest, like I'll just work for like two or three weeks straight. And then I'll just crash and have no inspiration and no will or power to do anything like really. And that's not healthy. Like that's not how I'm meant to use my energy. My energy is supposed to be used in a, in a different way. And before human design, I used to try to kind of like put myself in this box of the generator working nine to five just shut up and get over with it grind your ass off and blah 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 and after learning about it like in the beginning i was kind of like ah whatever i'm way like i'm supposed to be just way too be involved i felt like they were they were trying to put me in the mode but then i looked at it in another way of like no wait this can actually be more liberating and freeing and expensive in a way that if i use this in a certain way i can make my life a little bit easier with this and i can actually 
give myself the permission slip to do something that I've always naturally wanted to do, which is lead people, help people, be a consultant, whatever, not have shame around it. So I feel like once you start living your human design, like this is something that I've, I was writing recently, I'm, I'm about to make a post, an Instagram post about this. Ultimately, when you learn your human design, you're just kind of having an external manual for you to be who you are already, who you authentically and intuitively and naturally and organically would be if you didn't have conditioning. So I think that if I didn't have conditioning about waking up later, maybe eating later, so my digestion, for example, is in direct light, so I digest better, my digestion is better when it's later in the night. I always naturally ate more at night, but all of the nutritionists they say that i shouldn't eat at night that i should eat less at night that i should le stop eating at 7 p.m or something like that honestly i tried that so much already that never worked for me and once i kind of like let go and allowed my body to do its thing like now i'm in a you know i feel great i'm in a great weight and everything like that i move great i have like okay whatever energy levels blah 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 and it's because i instead of doing the whatever mode that the nutritionists that the dietitians and the scientists and whatever they're telling me to do i'm honing into something that my body is telling me so even if you don't want to know your your design or whatever like i think this is ultimately just a tool for you to go back to being who for you to allow yourself to be who you truly are i think that's for me the biggest message the biggest takeaway that i want someone to take from this episode is to use this or to use astrology to use Enneagram or to use Myers-Briggs or whatever to give yourself the permission slip to be who you authentically are instead of feeling the need to show up as someone who you're not just because of conditioning of how you should work what type of you should leave what type of work you should do using some of the tools that you learn here I think you have a lot of potential to create and design a life that really, really will work for you and your energy and your design and ultimately like yourself. Thank you for sharing so much. This has been over an hour now of recording before editing, but this has been really insightful, a lot of good information. So thank you for sharing everything. Like I said, all of Cami's links are below. If you want to connect with her, if you want to reach out to her for coaching, for further information, everything is linked below. Cami, thank you for sharing all of your knowledge. That was super fun. A really good insight for me into continued alignment and what that looks like in my life and lots of great words from you you've just listened to the work wealth and travel podcast if anything from this episode stuck out to you i would appreciate if you share this podcast on your socials and of course be sure to tag me at nomad Neeks. don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and as always thank you for joining me on this learning journey and i will see you next week